Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, just before we begin, I did have a text from Pastor Eleanor uh, this week that she would like to let you all know that um, some of you will know Lois Enright, and she's been our longest standing member within the church, um, and she went to be with Jesus a week ago at the age of 91. So there's a memorial service for her on Thursday, the 3rd of August at 3 p.m. at our church. Um, if you would like to be a part of that, go and honour the um, legacy of her life. All right, so as Sean said, last Sunday we had the privilege of sharing in this Overcomer series that they're doing at night services in city. And um, to be completely honest, I've mentioned to a few of you, I found this a very difficult message to prepare uh, because being vulnerable and is hard. You know, opening up about a time in your life that you've really struggled and you've had to overcome is, is hard. Um, but God uses our stories, right? He uses our stories and he uses our experience and he allows his grace when we relate to others when it comes to sharing those stories. And Pastor Alan, he often talks about the importance of sharing your story and hearing other people's stories as well. And I absolutely agree. Our stories tell of God's goodness and grace. And it is important that we do share our stories. Obviously, you don't go around spreading your whole life to everybody, but you've got to be prepared that if someone's talking to you and you can go, that part of my story is relevant, I'm going to share that. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to open myself up and share that. So springboarding off the back of last Sunday, I've been prompted to talk more about what it means to be an overcomer, what it means to overcome, to break through, and to finish our race strong. So the title is, and you can probably see it up there, Overcoming Obstacles to Breakthrough. And we're going to be looking um, at 2 Kings 4, verses 1 to 7. Uh, and we'll go into that in just a little bit. So as I shared last Sunday night, there's not been a time when I have not known Jesus. So I was born into a really beautiful Christian family, um, and Jesus has always been at the center of our life. Does that mean my life has been perfect and that I am perfect? Far from it. Uh, have I failed, disappointed, and hurt God? Many times. But he has never failed or left me. And my prayer as a wife, as a mum, as a teacher, as a friend, as a pastor, is that I will run this life well. I will run this race well. That I will run it serving and leading and learning and that I will finish this race strong. And I'm sure that's the prayer of all of us is that we want to be able to run this race well. That when we cross that line of eternity, that God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. So if we are to finish strong, then we need to learn what it means to be an overcomer. We need to learn to have a mindset of an overcomer and we need to understand how God calls us to be an overcomer because the reality is here on earth we do struggle. There are potholes, there are temptations, there are barriers, there are obstacles and, and problems that we will face. In the opening chapters of Revelation, John writes seven letters to the church and in each of those seven letters there is a reference to the one who overcomes um, some translations say to the one who is victorious. Some of the modern translations use the word victorious. So in Greek, the word for overcome is nike. I always look to Maria. <laughs> nike. Um, 
which Nike, the um, brand Nike, have taken, and they obviously say the word differently, but Nike, which means to be victorious, to overcome. So that's why they, they have that as their label. And Nike was the goddess of victory. So as the letters show, and if you go through those letters in Revelation, God does not say that we will not have problems. We will. But God wants us to be victorious. He wants us to be an overcomer. This life was never promised to be easy. You know, Christians suffer. People suffer. We get sick. There's depression. People die. We go through times of confusion. We wrestle with financial hardships. We make mistakes. As Christians, we're not immune to that stuff. Life is not fair and it is not just. And we're deluded, actually, if we think it is going to be fair and it is going to be just because it's not. There are many, many, many blessings in walking this road of faith, but the path can be hard. So how do we live a life as an overcomer? So 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1 to 7, we're going to be looking at the story of the widow. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour the oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another. But he replied, There is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell your oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. So here we have this widow, and she is in trouble. She's in big trouble. So much so that she's at the point of losing her children. She's at the point of losing her two sons. Now it says in this story that it is his creditor who is coming to take the sons. The wife has not accrued the debt herself. And that's important to note. She simply suffers because of her husband's debt. Sometimes the problems we face in life are actually not because of our own doing. They can sometimes be caused because of other people, yet we're faced with the problem. What is also significant is that this widow's husband was a prophet. He was a man of God, and he devoted his whole life. He sacrificed his life for God. He was very generous, clearly. He had given everything away. He had given too much away that he left his wife and his sons in a state of poverty. He was a good man, yet he caused a big problem. He revered the Lord. He was a family man, honest, generous, sincere, but he got into trouble. 
Now, it would be easy to ask, it would be easy to ask the question, why wouldn't God protect a man like that who has faithfully served God? Why, God, why doesn't God provide for their needs and provide for the family? When we suffer, we tend to ask questions like this. But as I shared a few weeks ago, asking moral or cynical questions does not lead to breakthrough. It does not help. It does not answer the question why. So let's look at the story of this widow and see what helps her in overcoming. And the first one is prayer. The widow calls out to God by crying out to the prophet Elisha. When in trouble, the first thing, the very first thing that we need to be doing is to be praying, is to be seeking God, is to be crying out to God and looking to God. That is our first point of call. Look to him. We, we know that things in life go wrong. And it's easy to get angry. We know that. But anger never solves the problem. It never solves the problem. This widow could have been angry at God. And we, we would read that and we would understand that anger. Her husband had faithfully served God, sacrificed his life for God, and then she was left with this big problem of a massive debt and her sons were about to be taken away from her. She could have been angry and rejected God. But if we are to see breakthrough, if you're to see breakthrough in your own personal situations, if we're to see breakthrough as a whole church, we need to be praying. If we're wanting to see churches grow around New Zealand, if we're wanting to see churches grow around the world, we need to be praying. We need to be praying without ceasing. We need to be part of the prayer meetings that are happening in our church. We need to, um, when we allow time up the front at the end for prayer, we need to be all praying. We need to be a people of prayer. And we need to be persistent in that prayer for breakthrough. An overcomer is someone who persistently looks to God, seeks God, and prays. The second thing that leads us to being an overcomer is to ask the right questions. We need to ask the right questions. When things go wrong, it's so easy for us to focus on the pain or the problem or the hurt. And in the process, we put the focus on the barrier rather than the breakthrough. If we're focusing on the problem, if we're focusing on the hurt, we put the focus on the barrier rather than the breakthrough. And part of the secret to, to having a breakthrough is to ask the right questions. And in doing so, we lift the focus off the problem. It is far more important to look at the root of the problem rather than the problem itself. Because the problem is often a symptom than a cause. To get the breakthrough, we need to find the cause and deal with that. Elijah asks, how can I help you? What do you have? Those are the questions he asks. How can I help you? What do you have? There are many things that Elisha could have done. Things that we often do when we're trying to help people. He could have given her comforting words, offered words of hope and, and solace. He could have gone around the company of prophets and taken up an offering for her, taken up a collection for this widow. 
He could have preached a message proclaiming a truth from the law of Moses that even though her sons would be taken, that, that they would be treated well as hired workers and then it would only be a matter of time before they'd be returned to her once the debt had been paid. He could have done all those things, but what did he do? He didn't do those things. He said, because that would have been to focus on the problem. What he did is he asked, what do you want? What do you have? The third thing, and this leads into it, focus on what you have, not what you don't have. Focus on what you have, not what you don't have. When we are faced with problems, situations that cause us concern and cause us to worry, we often focus on what we don't have. You know, if only I had, if only she would, if only they did, we, those two words, they cause a lot of destruction, if only. But this attitude will not lead us to breakthrough and it will not lead us to being an overcomer because it's a deficit model. It's focusing on what we don't have and it will spiral us down. You know, we see this in kids often. <laughs> you can give them the best day. You can take them to the swimming pools. You can take them to the beach for a run around. You can take them to McDonald's. And then you say to them, have you had the best day today? Oh, no, I didn't get KFC. (laughs) You know, there's something in our human nature that focuses on what we don't have, what we've missed out on, rather than what we have. And it's not just kids. Adults, we are the same. We often focus on what we don't have. Yet Elisha asks, tell me what you have in your house. I have some oil. Okay, take it, use it, and see what God will do. God doesn't ask us to look at what we don't have, but he's asking us to have a look at what we do have and to use it. You know, can I suggest that this even goes beyond our personal situations? As a church, we can often say, oh, if only we had a better sound system, or if only we had a another room for kids, or if only we had this, if only we had that, we would see breakthrough. But what do we have? We've got incredible people. The resource that we have within our people, what do we have? Let's take that and offer it to God and use it. In your own situation, focus on what you do have. Take it to God and allow him to use it, and that's when we're going to see miracles happen. You know, Jesus wanted to feed thousands of people. What happened? He asked the disciples to help, and what did they do? They focused on the problem. (laughs) A year's wages it will take us to feed these people. Breakthrough doesn't happen with that attitude. Miracles don't happen with that attitude. Faith doesn't grow or spread with that attitude. Andrew tells of a little boy who has five loaves of bread and two fish. Right, says Jesus, let's focus on that. Let's take that. Let's let's put our eyes to that and use that. Bring that to me and let's see a miracle happen. The fourth point that leads to breakthrough is obedience. This woman in the story had to obey no matter how foolish or ridiculous she looked. No matter how foolish or ridiculous the solution seemed. 
She could have refused saying, uh, no, that's, I'm not going to go around my neighbours. I'm not, I'm not going to ask. No, that's, that's silly. That's stupid. But she believed, she obeyed, and she broke through. She had to pay, play her part in overcoming obstacles. While she depended on others for help, her neighbours, she still had to take the step of faith and obedience and play an important role by pouring the oil from this tiny, nearly empty bottle into large pots or large jars. And as she took the step of faith, can you imagine how her faith would have grown? To the point that the oil never stopped flowing, pot after pot after pot. But note also that in helping us to break through and to overcome through faith, God does not always make a show of it. It's not this big extravagant show always. The, in, the instruction was close the door behind you. Close the door. The blessing, the breakthrough was for the woman and her sons. Close the door behind you. It wasn't to have this big show of, whoa, let's look at what's happening. This particular miracle was for the woman and her sons. And the final thing I want to talk about, the fifth point, is that we need to be expansive in our thinking. We need to be expansive. We need to think big. Look at what happens in the story. The oil only stops flowing when she runs out of jars. Keep the jars coming, she says. Sorry, mum, there are none left. We didn't collect enough. Had she collected more jars, she would have had more oil, right? The oil only stopped flowing when they ran out of jars. It's our faith that fails, not God's promises. It's our faith that fails, not God's promises. He, he gives what we ask. And so if we believe in this big God, if we believe that he is altogether good and altogether loving and altogether purposeful, then we need to be bold to pray big prayers and allow that oil in our life to keep flowing. So if we're to live a life of breakthrough, we need to be people who are overcomers. We need to take this and apply it to our lives. We need to follow this example. And the first thing we need to do always is pray. Pray persistently. Pray without ceasing. We need to ask the right questions. Focus on what we have, not on what we don't have. We need to be obedient and we need to be expansive in our thinking. And that, that very last part of the um, story, he said, before you do anything else, pay your debts. <laughs> okay, we also need to make sure that we're doing that in our life as well. Paying first from the blessing, paying first our debts back. So can I encourage you to think about these questions during this week? Just two questions. Think about them. Think about what it means for you in your personal life. Think about it, what it means for your family, your situation, and and even as a church, what are the pots? What are the jars? What are the jars of our church? What are the jars in your family? What are the jars in your life? And then the second question is, what is the oil? Just go away and have a think about that this week. What are the jars, the pots in your life? 
And then what's the oil? Let's pray. Father, it's always such an honor to come before you and to look deeply into your word and to unpack what it is that you're saying to us. Lord, as we go into this week ahead, I pray, Father, that we would ask those questions. What are the pots, what are the jars that you've placed in our life that we need to be going and collecting, that we need to be using? Holy Spirit, would you show us what the oil is, what we need to be filling those jars with? We know that this life is not easy, that we're not, but we want to finish this race well. We want to be an overcomer. We want to be victorious. Lord, with ourselves, with our own lives, with those people that we meet, Lord, help us. Help us to be victorious. Help us to have a mindset of an overcomer. Help us to break through in those personal situations that we face daily, weekly, monthly, long term. We want to break through, Jesus. Amen.